Hi everyone, and welcome back to Any Crack with me, Shannon Callahan. Thank you so much for coming back. Welcome to episode two. I'm just going to spend a few moments here at the start to kind of bask in the glory that was getting such kind responses from everyone who listened to the first episode and just getting really nice feedback. It's such a good feeling when you put something out there and to have people like it. And, you know, I was kind of talking in the last episode, like obviously if it's my friends listening to it, I wouldn't expect them to be mean, but it is so nice to hear that people really enjoyed the first episode. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Thanks for coming back. I want to address kind of like the two top comments um, and then I'll get into the episode uh, for real. Um, so the first comment, everybody loved Vicky's logo, which like, of course, it's so, so good. I, I'm i so thrilled with it. And so I'm so delighted that you guys enjoy it, particularly the comments were about the eyes and how she nailed it. Um, I'm going to take your word for it because I don't really see my eyes all that often. So... <laughs> I'm gonna assume you are correct in saying she got them right but I'm so glad you like it and thank you again Vicky for drawing that um the second comment that I got makes me incredibly paranoid and is part of the reason that I have recorded this six times again and that would be the comments about my voice so a lot of people said that I have a really soothing voice, but now I'm kind of just like, okay, is it this voice? Or like, eh, I don't know, is it is it this voice? Did I talk like this? Like, how did I talk last time? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I like, I actually genuinely do not know how I spoke last time. And so now I'm like, oh my God, well, what if this time my voice is not as soothing and then people are turning it off like I don't know too much pressure um but I guess yeah thanks <laughs> thanks for the compliment guys now I'm paranoid um but yeah no so thanks for the comments thanks for listening thanks for coming back all that great stuff really delighted moving into the episode as I said recording number six I was really trying to get it fewer than six recordings because it was six recordings last time but I just I'm not happy with it yet and I found last time that if I recorded it a bunch more I just kind of got in the flow of what I wanted to say it was like almost memorizing a script but not having a script if that makes sense like I just I knew there were points that I wanted to hit and I hit them and then I didn't need to go back and edit it to make it smooth it just felt a lot more smooth a lot more natural because I I was editing the last recording that I had and I just found I kept I kept editing I kept editing I kept editing and cutting things out and like all of that and I don't want to do that I want it to be as much of a like natural flow as possible so we're on recording number six and hopefully this is the one that stays and that becomes the one you listen to. Who knows? I might also just go back and do number one because I haven't listened to that one and I don't remember what I said. <laughs> okay, so for this episode, I want to try something that I might continue on into future episodes. I want to do a corrections and clarifications section. So the idea is at the top of every episode, if there's any kind of commentary or thoughts that people have about the episode prior, that I can address it in that. Because as I said in the first episode, 
I want it to be kind of collaborative. I, I, I am only speaking from my own personal experience. And so if people have other experiences, I want them to feel free to include them. If there's any questions or if I didn't quite get something right, especially if it comes to like history or like politics or government or whatever, like I want to be able to clarify that for people so that it's, I don't know, accurate, uh, inclusive, all of that. So the first kind of correction clarification I'm going to make for this week is about when I was explaining the title, Any Crack. So I was saying that Any Crack, What's the Crack is a, like a greeting. It's like asking what's up. And that's true. But Vicky reminded me as well. She told me, you know, crack equals fun. Like it means fun. So you would also be describing people, places, events, things, whatever, as being great crack or no crack or something like that. So it's it's kind of, it's more than just a greeting. It's also something that would come up in general conversation because it is a word that means something, means fun. So yeah, that's like, that's an example of a correction clarification. And that's, that's the one that I have for this week. So boom, done. On to question one. I've organized every week kind of not like chronologically but I think there is kind of a a, like a pattern or a there's some type of flow I think that will be given by how I answer the questions so the first one that I'm going to answer actually has two parts and part of the problem with the other recordings I found was I was trying to answer part one and then part two but I actually think it'll be easier to just answer the questions together at once so that's what we're going to do. We're going to give it a go. The questions are, what stereotypes about Irish people slash Ireland did I believe slash was aware of prior to moving here? And then part two is, how has Ireland slash have Irish people lived up to those stereotypes or not? I really had to think about this for a good long while because I was like, what did I, what did I think? Like, what was I expecting when I came here? Like, what did I think was going to happen? Who did I think I was going to meet? And all I could think about was like, I really didn't plan. I didn't actually think about Irish people or Ireland being much different than America, which is, sounds so kind of naive of me, but I really didn't expect it to be difficult to move over here and to assimilate. I thought it was all going to be kind of shades of the same. I don't know. I don't know what I expected. (laughs) That's such a, that's such a shit answer to the question, but I actually like, I don't remember. I thought I was going to just have a lot of fun. Now, now when I'm thinking about like before planning to come here, just like what did I think of what when I thought of Irish people like what did I think an Irish person was that I can kind of answer um I think definitely America gets sold this from sold from who I don't know but I think we kind of have this potentially older image of Irish people this sort of I don't know if it's like earlier 1900s like mid 1900s maybe 1950s Ireland like this very religious simple kind of hard-working like yeah like working class and paddy cap wearing shawls and peasant dresses farm country sort of top of the morning like cheerful you know like paddy 
kind of fella kind of gal um I think that's what Americans think and I I think I really struggled with this question because when I thought back on what I learned about Ireland in school I realized that we didn't really learn anything like I remember I so okay American education system there's no national curriculum I don't believe it's the states that set it um I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's how it goes like it all kind of ends up being the same correct me if I'm wrong anybody but I'm pretty sure it's the state set what is learned because yeah like some states do like abstinence only for sex ed and some like actually talk about it and that kind of thing so I'm pretty sure it's it's like depending on where you live so growing up in Pennsylvania what I remember learning about in school when it came to Ireland was about the famine and I really think that's it. We we talked about Irish immigrants. So we talked about the immigrant experience, talked about like indentured servitude, transcontinental railroad, that type of thing. But I don't, I actually don't remember, genuinely don't remember learning about anything else to do with Ireland except for the famine. And we would have known that Ireland had been colonized by the British, like by the British, but I don't actually even remember learning that like how they gained their independence I don't remember learning how Ireland actually became its own country and to that point I have been asked several times about things that are actually questions about the UK but people think that Ireland is a part of the UK I think there's a lot of people who don't realize that Ireland is its own country like the north like northern ireland is a part of the uk but the republic of ireland where i am where dublin is like that's not like that's its own country like that and there was you know there was a rebellion there was a, a war of independence there was a civil war like there were we're in a decade of centenaries where a, there's 10 years of 100 year anniversaries of all of these things that led to essentially led, led to Irish independence and kind of the foundation of the republic and government and all this kind of stuff like women's suffrage all of these things kind of coming up but I don't remember learning any of it I I got such a crash course when I came here because I studied public history and so we had a focus on Ireland and so it was it was a crash course I had to dive right in and I'm still learning and when I did internships and stuff that's how I learned as well like it wasn't because I knew it before coming over here and if anybody has had a a different experience let me know but for me that's all I remember learning in school and then yeah when I think of like the stereotypes of like what is a stereotypical Irish person it's that kind of meat and potatoes tipping your hat drinking all the time happy-go-lucky but also kind of like dark kind of character and I think as well there's a really white America that kind of came over from Europe at various points has a really tight grip on heritage from those places so my family would claim to be Irish and Italian mostly my mom's side being Italian my dad's side being Irish the the Irish side of the family for example that great 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 whatever grandfather that ancestor came over 
in the 1850s. I believe it was like 1851, so just after the famine. And that's about all I know. I know kind of like where they came from. I know that the name was Americanized when they came over here. I know like those kind of bits, but I don't really know. I know that he married an American girl, but I don't actually know much else about him. And I know that there are family members who do know a bit more, who have a bit more information, documentation, things like that. But even when I think about, yeah, like an oral tradition of passing down this heritage, like it wasn't there, but yet we claimed to be Irish like so proudly and we were like yeah we're we're tough and we've been through a lot and we're fighters and we're stubborn and we're fiery and that's what we associated with being Irish and I think that yeah contributes to a stereotype as well I feel like being here three years I don't know that I actually believe that that's what an Irish person is at all I think what Irish Americans think of as being Irish is actually just American. And I think certainly there are characteristics that can go across all of humanity because like, like we are human beings, you know, like we, across all the world, like people have all of these complex emotion systems. We all have rational thought, like we all have these abilities. So of course, like there are people in every country that can be fiery and passionate. There are people in any country that can be, um, like that can have a love of drink and things like that but that's not like it's I don't think it's specific to Ireland and I don't think that what my family when I like what my family thinks of when we think of being Irish I don't actually think is that and I don't think more broadly the that kind of meat and potatoes Irish person I don't think is really accurate to the people I have met either and I think that's kind of that's the thing about stereotypes are they're they're dated they're generalized they're overly simplified and they put an identity on people that doesn't allow for any type of nuance in culture it doesn't allow for any type of growth like Ireland has made strides leaps and bounds since the 50s so for people to still think of Ireland and Irish people as it was then shows kind of it it shows the weakness in stereotyping. It shows that stereotyping just serves to, I don't know, why do we stereotype? I think it, I think there's something in our brains, there's something about being human that we like, we categorize things to help us make sense. Our brain takes in so much information, so it, it tries to categorize it to make it make sense. And I think that's maybe why we started categorizing people in that way, but I don't think it holds up. Like it just, it's not supported because it doesn't allow for people to be individuals. And as we become more globalized, as technology lets us interact with people from all across the globe, I hope what we're finding is that we have more in common than we realize. I don't know if we're there yet as like society as a whole, but I think that's what I witness when I'm thinking about interacting with people from all of these different cultures, even here in Dublin. Like I'm learning so much from the people I know who aren't Irish as well about where they're from and I would hope that they would say they're learning a lot about me and where I'm from and like what I'm learning is yeah like we all have things in common we all have things that are different there are definitely things that stand out about certain cultures but I think stereotyping we have to be cautious about it that's my (laughs) that's my stereotype brand um and that's kind of yeah that's the the like Irish person that's it and that's not to say right like who doesn't like potatoes 
like of course Irish people eat potatoes I've eaten potatoes mashed potatoes have been my favorite food my whole life and that's got nothing to do with being Irish American like that's just I like potatoes they taste good um and the same with like drinking like yeah I've I've I'm going to talk actually more about drinking culture in a later episode so I don't want to touch on it too much now but like I've I definitely think that Irish people like to have a drink but I also know Irish people who don't drink at all and I also like it's there's a whole spectrum of people like it's not like you're Irish you have to drink and I also think that like drinking a lot can be put on a lot of countries I can think of a few that also would take that um would take that stereotype and that or that like moniker or that badge or whatever so I think like yeah like when you're answering okay did it did they hold up I mean like yeah in a sense of like yeah they're eating food and drinking great like but in the when it comes to the things of like always cheerful Irish person I think that's a misinterpretation because I actually think Irish people are constantly just taking the piss and I think they're just always making fun of each other and it's not necessarily meant to be mean it's just that's the personality it's that banter that like back and forth like you have to be able to kind of dish it out and take it kind of thing but I actually like to me then that that's not like a chippy cheerful oh so nice like so nice cute like Irish person like no (laughs) they're not nice they're great conversationalists you kind of always have to be like very witty and on your toes if you want to like engage in that conversation but it's not like nice it's not cheerful I'm thinking of the Irish people I know they're not always happy-go-lucky there is when I get into the slang we'll kind of talk about some of the ways that Irish people maybe don't always harp on the negative stuff and maybe that's why they get the the reputation of being really cheerful is because they're like I'll sure look like what can you do kind of you know like there's a way of ending a conversation that could be negative or mm, just like unpleasant and just kind of washing over it with a ah sure look sure listen like kind of comment I'm gonna need this one I'll need an Irish person this is when I'm gonna have like guests on to kind of help me explain it because like when I'm in it I I can I know when I'm using it I know like what I'm saying but to try then and define it I think I need to have like more of a conversation like translating between but yeah I wouldn't say like nice I would just say like friendly chatty but definitely like always kind of making light and like poking fun and stuff which makes some conversations really difficult to have with Irish people to be honest but not living up to the stereotype I don't think either and then the weather when I think about Ireland there's two things there's the weather and then there's just the landscape as kind of stereotypes so again I think America kind of thinks of like the west of Ireland or like Connemara the rolling hills of like Sligo that kind of Ireland and I even had people when I first was planning to move here when I was telling them that I was going to move here I had people saying to me like oh like so great that you're going to Ireland but like such a shame you're going to Dublin like you're not going to get to experience the real Ireland even over here I'm thinking of a conversation I had with co-workers well that I sat in on they were kind of having the conversation and, and one was from Cork and one is from Dublin and they were kind of going back and forth at each other about oh Cork's the real capital of Ireland and like oh they had like names that they called each other and all this kind of back and forth 
dialogue and they were including me because they were explaining to me like you know the one was explaining to me like why cork was the real capital and then the dub was explaining to me why you know cork people are all this this and this like i don't remember the particulars anymore but it is like a thing even here that people are like okay dublin is the second london can't be trusted kind of thing it's this big city it's very different it's the largest city by far it's like i think more than double the size like population of cork which would be the second largest city so it's definitely very very different than everywhere else but i think you know my my postal address is here i get my mail here i've learned so much about irish culture language music people life here in dublin and i wouldn't have learned that if i had just kept believing the stereotypes back home so i definitely feel like i am in the real ireland maybe i'm just a bit sensitive but definitely the landscape that wilderness that irish wilderness the green and all of that is massive 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 and it lives up in the sense that like yeah there's definitely rolling green hills and like connemara is a real place and cork is wild but like that's um that's kind of true i guess but it's also like dublin's real (laughs) it has to be i'm here um and then the oh the weather (laughs) the weather everybody's just like oh it rains a lot in ireland and you're like okay it rains a lot like that's kind of like gray miserable we might have read the one thing actually that i didn't mention is in school i did read portrait of the artist as a young man by james joyce um and so i i am thinking of his descriptions of ireland um but anyway back to the weather it does rain (laughs) a lot but it also like it doesn't like like it rains for five minutes and then it stops and then it's sunny for an hour and then it's hailing and then the wind is like knocking you over blowing you sideways and then it starts raining again but the sun's out and then it stops raining and the sun's out but then it starts raining again but it's like misting and so like there's no point in having an umbrella because it's just misting on you but it also is like kind of uncomfortable because it's just hitting your face and then sometimes it's so humid that you can like barely breathe and so you just stay inside because it's easier than trying to like huff and puff outside and then it's snowing one second and then you you're like does it even snow in ireland and then you realize that it does and then this is all in april (laughs) like that's that's the weather and that's not even half of it because also then you have what we've experienced the past week which after months and months of miserable weather the first like almost five months of 2021 have been miserable weather actually like i don't find myself being affected by weather too much like i feel sometimes yeah but like generally I I think I tend to be pretty good I tend to take it all in stride but the first like January February March April and most of May miserable it's only been in the past week that it has turned and even not even past week like four past four days it's turned and now what we're experiencing and I'm so sorry trigger warning because I'm not converting to Celsius because I don't know how to so I'm gonna give temperatures in Fahrenheit It's like it's been 65 degrees and sunny, which doesn't sound that warm, right? But something about the sun hits so different here that 65, it could have been 80 degrees. Like people are out in shorts and tanks. People are getting sunburnt if they aren't careful going out because like everybody forgets that the sun is powerful. Like you have everybody, everybody in Ireland when the sun goes out is outside. You have to get that vitamin D. It gives the whole country this sort of like 
sun delirium do you know how like you get that way when you're you kind of get like a bit when you get a lot of sun it's like that and then imagine if that happens like four days in a row the country is wild wild and it's so fun and it's so interesting to see I remember going to a like stand-up comedy show where a comedian was talking about this and it was before I ever experienced it so I kind of laughed along but I was like what I, I can't believe it and then I was like oh my god no this is actually like the whole country like <laughs> quits their jobs and just like goes outside um and goes all out and that's kind of been that's been my experience the past few years is is this weird weird weather that like when it's 65 it shouldn't really be that warm and yet it is so hot in the sun in the Irish sun and then the other times like yes it is kind of raining a lot but it's not it's not at all the way you think like I barely ever get out an umbrella I don't really ever use a rain jacket like I don't have rain boots here like oh actually that's why I'm looking at them right now I do have rain boots but I don't really ever use them that's why I forgot I had them and so it's like that wasn't what I expected either so that one kind of like did not live up to the stereotype it didn't really it was I think it's something that you can't accurately describe until you're here. I think that's it. I think that's all I kind of wanted to say. There's a few bits of the stereotypes that I think are going to come up again in other episodes. So I'll leave it there, I think, for now. I feel I think I feel good about this one. This one is probably going to be the one that you guys hear. So congrats to you for getting to hear this one and not the others. Last little bit, this is kind of my like hashtag influencer moment. Um, I haven't decided yet fully if I want this to be like the number one trending podcast in the world. I did get an email. (laughs) I got an email from Apple. I think it was from Apple saying that my podcast was like number 246 on society and culture on Apple Podcasts. And I was like, wow, guys, I have made it 246. Woo! I don't know if I actually want this to become a big thing but until I tell you otherwise that like I don't if you wouldn't mind on the whatever app you're listening to this on kind of doing whatever parts that you can because I know not all of them let you rate or comment but if they do can you rate and comment if you're feeling generous if you whatever kind of way is it subscribing is it following whatever if you can do that on your device too that would be so great Um, and just kind of like follow it yeah like comment subscribe that way more people can find it and then if I decide that I don't want anybody to find it anymore then I'll tell you to stop doing that and like to delete your comments and all of that but for now (laughs) for now if you can just like comment and stuff like that so more people can find it because I think yeah I think this could be fun for people who aren't just my friends maybe potentially also as well and I think that's it Thank you so, so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed. I'm going to try and keep these episodes under 30 if it's just me talking. So hopefully that's what it comes to be. I also don't know when I have other people on, like how long they'll get to, but I'm going to try and make it kind of commutable so it's not too hard to digest in one sitting. So let me know if that's a format that works for you. The corrections, clarifications, how they work, all that comments, questions, like concerns, blah, 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 blah. I'll see you next week, guys.